Here's another guest with a great resume, talking about a former NBA world champion, Rhodes Scholar, gold medal at the U.S. Olympics, also a U.S. Senator, and now a Musial Award winner. Bill Bradley is our guest, the uh, Senator. Bill Bradley from Crystal City, Missouri, a prolific high school player. Could have gone to so many different schools, chose Princeton, kind of had an eye on becoming a Rhodes Scholar all along. He tells that story. Uh, ends up with the New York Knicks, then gets into politics. So Bill Bradley, the guest on the Kilcoin Conversation this weekend, he will get a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Musial Awards, a great event put on by the St. Louis Sports Commission every year, every November. A featured guest, Hank Aaron, has been honored. Wayne Gretzky has been honored. And it's all about sportsmanship. And in fact, Bill Bradley has written some books largely about civility, and it may involve politics, sports, but just in general with our our current population, it would be nice to have a little more civility. Bill Bradley is the focus of the Kilcoin Conversation. Coming to you from the Pasta House studios, you know the drill. Get online, pastahouse.com, or stop by any of those 19 area locations. Food's always fresh, every single thing. Bread, salad dressing, everything's fresh every single day. You can taste the difference at the Pasta House. Marie Davila Senior Living. We're coming up on the uh, Christmas tree. Lights going on next weekend. That means when you're driving down Clayton or Weidman Road at that intersection, you'll see this huge, beautiful Christmas arrangement outside. Gets everybody in the spirit for the holidays. It's just part of the great vibe at Marie Davila Senior Living. They've been there since 1960, corner of Clayton and Weidman Road. So if you're looking for a villa estate, assisted living, whatever form of care your folks need, your grandparents need, uh, yourself eventually, it's mariedavilla.com if you'd like to take a virtual tour. Also, Triad Bank, great partner with all the Kilcoin conversations over the years, going back to Tony Talk, Pucks with Panger and Bernie, all of our great segments sponsored by Triad Bank, St. Louis-based bank since 2005. So if you're a local business owner, try to get things done, you know you can run up against it. It can be a little difficult. Well, when the bank is based here in town, they know the local climate. Do some business with Triad Bank in person. They're on Clayton Road in Frontenac. Second location is just west of uh, 270 on Olive or on the web. It's triadbanking.com. Also, appliance discounters, maybe for the holidays. New refrigerator, washer, dryer. Okay, that doesn't sound that exciting, but it is kind of fun when you get a new appliance delivered to your home. And these folks have the biggest names at the lowest prices. It's a formula that works. Great local success story. TheAppliancedDiscounters.com. That's where you can find them online. TheAppliancedDiscounters.com. Biggest names, lowest prices, General Electric. Oftentimes, there's great rebates to go with it. So I always tell people, just search General Electric when you go to the website, TheAppliancedDiscounters.com. And now our visit with the Musial Award winner, Bill Bradley. And what an honor is for us on this program to talk to Senator Bill Bradley, the Crystal City native who went to the NBA and was a two-time champion with the New York Knicks and then ends up in the U.S. Senate. And now, this month, is going to be the Stan Musial Lifetime Achievement Award winner for sportsmanship. What an honor that is. And, Senator, let me begin with that. When you got the call, the St. Louis Sports Commission, to let you know, hey, we have decided we'd like you to be the recipient of this award named after Stan what was the reaction like? Oh, I was actually very moved by it. Um, as a kid growing up in Crystal City, Sam Musil was uh, one of my heroes. 
uh, not just because he was a clutch hitter, but because he was a gentleman and because he seemed to manage his life well. And uh, he was always an inspiration to me as a kid. And uh, his later life proved that he continued to be a gentleman. And so I was uh, honored to be awarded. I did not know there was an award in his name, but I can't think of anybody else whose name I would like an award to be in. Yeah, and recent winners like Wayne Gretzky and his wife and Albert Pujols, it's really a, a who's who of people who have been given this honor. I'm curious, too, how often are you back in the area, back to St. Louis? Well, I'm back from time to time. I still have family in Crystal City, and I have a lot of friends in St. Louis. So uh, I come back from time to time, but certainly looking forward to November 18th. And you've written some books, and I know sportsmanship is what the Musial Awards are all about, and you've written some books, um, Value of the Game, We Can All Do Better. I'm curious how often sportsmanship is a topic, whether in written form or when you're speaking. Well, it's a it's an important topic. I don't call it sportsmanship. I call it the values of the game. In other words, the values you learn playing the game. The totality of those values is Sportsmanship, right? I mean, you know, selflessness and and responsibility and discipline and uh, imagination and all those values pull, uh, uh, pour into a career that's going to exemplify the sportsmanship that uh, Sam Musil did. I'm thinking back to your days at Crystal City, and I saw the math where you had over 3,000 points, high school basketball, and I'm trying to figure out how many games would you have played in your career, even if you were a four-year starter, maybe 100 games. What was your points-per-game average? It had to be close to 30. Uh, I actually don't know. <laughs> but it's, I yeah, it's, I need to, it's got to be close probably to 30 games. Wow. And what were those recollections like growing up in Crystal City? Did you ever dream of being in the NBA at that time? No, I didn't. I always thought uh, of the next hurdle, not the distant hurdle. And the next hurdle was to uh, be the best player I could be as a 14-year-old and make the team. And I did make the varsity as a freshman. And then the key was, will our team win the state championship? And we came close in my Junior year, we lost in the semis, and my senior year, we lost in the finals uh, against St. Louis U High. Um, and, but I was never thinking of pros. I was thinking of winning the state championship. When I got into college, I was never thinking of pros. I was thinking of winning the NCAA championship at Princeton. And we got close. You know, We got into the final four, ended up third. And the first championship that I actually won was in the NBA with the Knicks. And we beat the Lakers in 70 and in 73. So I was never someone who said, gee, I want to be a pro. I just said, gee, I want to be the best I can be and excel and win with my team at the level that I'm playing. And I'm wondering what's legend and lore. It says in many places you read that you had all these different college offers. They wanted you to come and play basketball and that you turned them all down to go to Princeton. Who else, who else was chasing a young Bill Bradley to come to their college to play ball? Well, I had about 75 basketball scholarship offers and we just name name a name of you know kansas missouri kentucky duke uh north carolina north carolina state ucla i mean you can uh, the the usual people you think of at 75 and um i actually signed an athletic scholarship to go to duke 
which uh, pleased my mother. She thought it was a good Methodist school. I don't know if it was, but it was. that's what she thought. Her brother went to the medical school there. And then my father, who quietly was not particularly in favor of Duke, but thought maybe Princeton, I, uh, he said, you know, you ought to go on a trip to Europe. My father never graduated from high school. Well, a trip to Europe? What are you talking about? Well, we'll give you a trip to Europe. You graduated from high school. And so I went on a trip with 13 women and me. <laughs> it was a college-age trip. And when I explained to the women that I was, uh, you know, going to go to Duke, but I could have gone to Princeton or Yale, they said, what are you doing? That's crazy. But then I came back, and I was playing baseball and broke my foot playing baseball in Crystal City. And uh, during the four to six weeks that I had it in a cast, I was thinking about what would the world be like without basketball and where would I like to go to school. And then I started reading books about Oxford because on this trip to Europe, we'd gone to Oxford and I fell in love with Oxford and in England. And uh, I read about something called the Rhodes Scholarship and it turned out that at that point, Princeton had more Rhodes Scholars than anybody in the other uh, university. And so I came home from a date on a Friday night, woke my parents up and said, look, I want to change my mind. I want to go to Princeton, not Duke. My father got on the phone and called a great alumnus in St. Louis and said, is it too late? And he called the admissions office and they said, no, come along. And so I changed my mind on a Friday night and Sunday night I was on a plane from Lambert to uh, Newark and uh, spent that first night at Princeton in an empty room on a bed with no sheets. Wow. What a great story. Senator Bill Bradley, our guest, he is, of course, the winner this year of the Stan Musial Lifetime Achievement Award uh, for sportsmanship. And at Princeton, you get to a Final Four. And I, I want to say in college basketball, the not little schools, but the not the big-time programs, whereas football, it's always Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, like that can contend for a title. But in basketball, it can still be like Princeton knocked off Missouri last year in round two and could still make a run. You might find a Florida Atlantic. I'm wondering your take on that, too, in the college athletics world where it's always a arms race. I feel like in basketball, any school could still make a run. I think that's by and large true. Um, the game lends itself to all those values I talked about, selflessness and imagination and discipline and responsibility. And, you know, if you, if you have a real team that helps each other because they each realize that no one of them will be as good as all five of them could be together, and you play and you, you've had success and you've got a winning spirit, there is a chance. I mean, look at I, a couple years ago, this might date me, Butler did pretty well. People mm-hmm. didn't think of Butler. Um, and there's always a team that um, surprises people. And that's because we tend to view college athletes now as like junior pros, you know. Somebody's going to be a pro. Or but really it's a, it's a well-coached team that can still do well. I wanted to ask you about getting to the NBA. It's New York City. Uh, and what a time. I mean, Clyde Frazier's there and Dave DeBusher, and I think Phil Jackson was a teammate there and the great Willis Reed. How about that heyday for the Knicks and, and what that was like being a star in New York? Well, we had a, a great team full of really good people who had a lot of respect for each other and who were selfless 
and we came together because we wanted to win a championship, and we won two, and uh, could have won a third. But uh, reality is that uh, it was a special moment in time for the city. It was a special moment in time as well for each of the players. Uh, there's nothing like uh, you know being in Madison Square Garden on a night when the building rocked because people understood the game and could applaud the pass that led to the pass that led to the basket. So they were very much a part of our whole game. It wasn't just a couple of paid athletes performing, but it was we were all part of the city at that point, and we were all part of uh, the dream, and we all knew that uh, we could help each other achieve it, and we did. Was there anybody cooler on the planet than Clyde Frazier? Well, I always thought Elvis was pretty cool. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Or Bob, or Bob Dylan, or... <laughs> some of the some of the artists of my day, right? right. But you know, Walt Frazier was cool, yeah. But I don't even know what you mean by cool. Walt Frazier, as a player, was absolutely superb. Tremendous defensive player, very cool as a player. Hits a clutch shot when it came if it flowed toward him at that moment, um, and he had a style outside that was very flamboyant in terms of clothes and cars and so forth. But as an individual, he's one of the most conservative people I've ever met in my life. Mm. I mean, he still works out every day. And he's 75 years old. Mm. And he never abused his body. And he was always in shape. And, uh, you know, I think that he was uh, just like the rest of us on the team. We wanted to bring the best we had. And to do that, we had to be ready to play every day. So when did Bill Bradley, former NBA player, NBA champion, decide, you know, I think I'll, I'll try a foray into politics. I wouldn't mind being a U.S. senator. How did, how did that all happen? Well, I was always interested in politics ever since my roommate, Dan Okimoto, gave me a book in college called To Be a Politician. And um, I uh, remember I was in the Senate chamber the night the 1964 Civil Rights Act passed. I was an intern from Princeton in Washington, it's in the chamber. Of course, that was the act that desegregated the restaurants and the hotels of my Missouri youth. I mean, you know, when I was in Little League, we played in the sectional finals, and we had to stay in a flea bag hotel in Joplin simply because it's the only place we would take our African-American teammates and teams stay together. Well, on that hot August night in 1964, the law passed, and that no longer was the case. And I realized something really important had happened. And uh, I began thinking about public service and being there. And I, I realized that, you know, uh, if you look at government, I mean, there was a time it was a, it, it's a public service and government could do great things. I mean, there was a time in America, for example, when uh, the elderly had no, no health care and no, and no uh, pension. Uh, it was a time when the Great Lakes were industrial sewers. There was a time when women and African-Americans didn't have a right to vote. And there was a time when corporations did whatever they wanted to the customers and their employees. But political leadership changed that. And so I thought to myself, you know, that's the kind of thing and more that I'd like to do in my time. And so I, uh, I ran for the Senate in uh, New Jersey where I was living. For a while, I thought about coming back to Missouri, 
but I laid roots down in uh, New Jersey and stayed in New Jersey. And a three-term senator from New Jersey, 18 years in the Senate, I'm sure a lot of battles across the aisle. What's your take on the current climate? It seems so hostile, and it just, I hope that there's a way through all of this, but it just seems so divisive and almost embarrassing at times. What's your take on the current political climate? Well, I think your last word is very important for people to understand. Embarrassing. I mean, the reality is we have a great democracy, and we have institutions that can work if there are people in them that want them to work. When Cory Booker, who took my seat in the Senate in New Jersey, became a senator, he asked me what, I should, what he should do. I said, make five Republican friends. Not, not uh, you know, acquaintances, but real friends. Get to know them, their family, and so forth. And he did that. And guess what happened? There was a vote on the Appropriations Committee to build a third tunnel under the Hudson River between New York and New Jersey. And deciding vote on that was one of the guys that he had defended, Roger Wicker of Mississippi. And so you can still get things done. It still is a place where serious work takes place. I think some of the things that were done last year in terms of the infrastructure bill, which is a bipartisan bill, the the CHIPS bill, which is a reinvigorating manufacturing in this country, and a number of other things, uh, you know, you can still get things done. It's just the people who don't want to be legislators but want to be posturers, the people who want to be on TV as opposed to in the in the room, uh, negotiating at 3 a.m. and the compromise that will free the passage or something that makes life better for people. And I don't think either party has a has a, um, uh, a kind of, uh, you know, uh, monopoly of talent or virtue. And the key thing is you listen to each other. That's what a good legislator does. Now, unfortunately, the former president doesn't listen, but there are plenty of people in the Senate and the House who still do listen. When we talk about your resume, you mentioned your time in the Senate, you were a Rhodes Scholar, NBA champion, won an Olympic medal, U.S. Olympic gold medal as well, author, I mean, there's so many different accomplishments, and now a Stan Musial Lifetime Achievement Award for Sportsmanship. When you reflect on your, your career in so many different areas, what are you most proud of? Well, I'm... I'm most proud of being a father, actually, and uh, raising an incredible daughter. Uh, and that's, that's what I'm most proud of. Uh, in terms of profession and achievement, uh, those are important things. Sometimes they last. Sometimes they don't. Uh, but you know that you've done your best, and if you have enough wins, that you maybe made a little difference in people's lives. And that's really what it's all about. Well, and I know folks are looking forward to your return November 18th at Stiefel Theater. Such a great event. It's really quite the presentation. There's a limited number of tickets left. MusealAwards.com slash tickets. And they'll have a number of recipients that night. And for Senator Bill Bradley, I'm wondering, will you get a few friends rounded up and see maybe a few familiar faces that night when you're back? There is no question. I'll be down in Crystal City the day before. And then I'll be... Up in St. Louis with friends. Yeah, there. I'm going to have, I don't know how many tickets, but 15, 20, 25 people who are going to come because I'm home, you know, and, and therefore they're going to be there to help share the night. And ironically, the next day I'm going to go to an, a, a, 
initiation into the Missouri Hall of Fame for one of my buddies in Crystal City, Dick Cook, who was a great coach and, and track uh, runner for many years. So that's going to be a double win on the Museal Award and my friend Dick Cook getting inducted into the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Well, it sounds awesome. And, Senator, we appreciate your time today. Looking forward to you being a part of this special night. Uh, what an honor. Well-deserved. Again, thank you for your time. Thank you. Should be a great event this weekend, and then it's televised uh, on CBS on Christmas Eve. That's become a staple of the Musial Awards as well, to get that national coverage over the holidays. Bill Bradley, who has had a fascinating career, to say the least, then spending some time in Crystal City. And how about the Crystal City football team? They're in the state quarterfinals. They've, uh, they've had an incredible season. So Crystal City's all over the Fox 2 coverage, the KTRS coverage, the Kilcoin conversation. So shout out to Senator Bradley as well as Crystal City. As always, we're coming to you from the Pasta House Studios. This time of year, you're busy. You're on the run. Kids are playing sports. We're moving indoors, hockey, basketball. Keep it simple. Order that food online at pastahouse.com. So many great meals and it'll feed an army. It's unbelievable how much food there is. Just order online at pastahouse.com. Triad Bank, our guy Jim Regna, the CEO, about as St. Louis as you can get, went to Rosary High School, then to UMSL, and he helped start the bank in 2005. He was in the regulatory end of things, worked for the state of Missouri. So they've got everything buttoned up over there. I know there was some banking issues earlier this year, and great thing about Triad Bank is Jim's whole background is in regulatory, the rules, whatever it is. I don't understand it all, but I know they do. Triad Bank, the neighborhood friendly bank, or on the web. If you want to find out more, it's triadbanking.com. Appliance discounters, not just the lowest prices on the biggest names, also great service. If your appliance breaks down, check in with the folks at Appliance Discounters. My guy, Sean, he can fix everything. And for us, he has over the years. It's unbelievable what he can fix. He's got, he'll tell you exactly, okay, you know, that thing over there, that part, yep, I can tell from here it's broken. Yep, going to call it in right now. He fixes everything. Part of the great service you get at Appliance Discounters. And Marita Villa, Senior Living, 1960. That's when it began. Red Shandings was there all along. A member of the board, part of the ownership group, lived there. Had a villa estate. So depending on what level of care you're looking for, can live off on your own, be part of the campus, and you still have access to all the great amenities, the food, the clubhouse, the entertainment. There's always things going on. Or if it's a little more intense, assisted living, all levels of care, one spot. It's Marie Davila Senior Living right there at the corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. As always, thanks for tuning in to the Kilquine Conversation. We're on Spotify and iTunes. And don't forget, every Monday, great talk. Martin and Danny Mac, Dan McLaughlin, Martin Kilkin with great talk each and every Monday.